Welcome to the Teen Financial Freedom Podcast with co-hosts Jacob and Terry. Teen Financial Freedom is a personal finance blog run by teens who are on a mission to equip their peers with the knowledge, resources, and understanding they need to become financially free for the rest of their lives. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Teen Financial Freedom Podcast. Today, I am so, so, so stoked for today's episode because I'm here with Daniel Philpot. He is a 24-year-old guy out there who's honestly just crushing life. He has a finance job at Walmart, Walmart Corporate. He is into real estate investing. We're actually going to be doing a whole separate episode with him on real estate investing just because there's so much value he has to offer there. Um, But we're going to be talking today about kind of his backstory, a little bit about a lawn mowing business business that he ran. And then he kind of has a different view when it comes to college. So we kind of want to ask him a couple questions about that. And then finally, kind of just asking him about his job working uh, at Walmart. And then he actually just recently ran a marathon as well. And he has a lot of things to say about mental toughness now as well. So I'm super excited for today's episode. Daniel, how you doing? Jacob, doing super well. Really happy to be here. Uh, when you reached out to me, uh, I immediately started consuming your content and uh, you are providing a lot of quality content that is reaching a lot of people. So more than happy to be here. Hopefully I can provide some value to your audience. Uh, but yeah, man, let's jump in. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, first, Daniel, do you just want to start off by kind of sharing a little bit about your background, a little bit about your, your upbringing, your um, family history? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm originally from Tulsa, Oklahoma, so the great Midwest, kind of on the south side there. My family uh, situation weren't too entrepreneurial growing up. So my mom was a school teacher and my dad was an aircraft mechanic. In fact, he still is. So really good, solid upbringing, but not a lot of entrepreneurial ventures going on. So my entrepreneurial story kind of started when I was 16 years old. I had a summer job. I was working 40 hours a week for a telecommunications company. And I was getting paid minimum wage, which was about $8 an hour. And if you do the math on that, that is only about 300 bucks a week. So I uh, I got through a couple months of that and realized like, my goodness, there's got to be a better way <laughs> to make money than crawling up in attics in 110 degree weather in the summer, digging ditches to make $300. <laughs> and uh, like I said, my and I had not terribly entrepreneurial, but I asked him, hey, dad, like, what could I do to make more money uh, and not work as hard? And he said, well, why don't you start a business? So I just Googled you know, what businesses I could start as a 16-year-old. And one of them was a lawn and landscape company. So I was like, you know what? I enjoy mowing. I mow our, our own yard at home. So let's give this a shot. So I literally went to Walmart, bought, a, bought stencils, bought a, uh, a large piece of poster board and uh, put it to an old campaign sign, put it over an old campaign sign, put it in the yard, spelled out Daniel's lawns and my phone number. And that was the birth of Daniel's lawns. And so the, the interesting part and more on the financial side, my third week of doing that, I made as much money on a Saturday. I made $300 on a Saturday wow. than I did the entire rest of the week working that 40 hour W-2 minimum wage job, uh, mm-hmm. laying cable and conduit. So it was at that moment where the entrepreneurial, it was really born. Mm-hmm. And ever since then, you know, that's been a part of my life. So I continue to talk about how the lawn business grew from there. But 
Um, it started out just uh, people in the, the neighborhood, people driving by, gave me some calls. I literally borrowed my dad's pickup truck and loaded up a push mower, a weed eater, and a blower and would drive to wherever the yards were. So fast forward two years, I had grown enough to buy my own equipment, I even bought my own trailer. And fast forward two more years, and I bought uh, my own F-150 truck. So at that point, I was running a fully commercial operation uh, with zero turns and weed eaters and and really growing it uh, to the point that I I would hire a uh, classmate from time to time when I got really busy. So that's kind of how it started. And uh, yeah, feel free to ask questions on it. But um, ended up selling that business, and that's kind of what transitioned me into uh, my next stage. Right. Okay. That's awesome. That's um, super super cool to hear. So you said you kind of you grew this, you scaled it, and I, I think in your document you mentioned here that you were making about fifteen grand a season for only fifteen hours a week worth of work. And so, like, how long is that season usually? Just for the summer? Does it go into the fall at all? Yeah, it's about five or six months okay. uh, for the heavy duty mowing season. Wow. Okay. And so you ran that for a couple of years and then you ended up selling that, I think when you were 21, is that correct? I did. Yep. So okay. I ran, grew my client list to about 30 consistent clients and uh, making about 15000 per year. And I ended up selling that business for $10,000, uh, which I later rolled into my fraternal property, which I know we'll get into later. Uh, but uh, kind of a an interesting note on that is, and I would encourage your audience as well, really think outside the box. And I know anybody listening to your podcast is already doing that. But a, a lot of my friends at age 15, 16, 17, so they're getting the, the quote unquote fun jobs being a lifeguard or you know, doing something that's easy, doesn't take a lot of stress or work during the summer, getting paid, you know, $10, $11 an hour. I was literally making double or triple what they were for about half the time. Mm. And not only that, but I gained a ton of experience and knowledge that I would take with me to the rest of, uh, you know, the next few years of my life. Right. Yeah, for sure. And that's, that's so cool to hear. And I think, I mean, that was kind of something that I wished I would have got into a little bit more throughout high school was kind of lawn care. I tried to start a, a lawn mowing business when I was like in seventh grade, but it never really worked out. I kind of went a different direction, but yeah, man, that's uh, that's really inspirational. So if any of you are out there and kind of, you know, thinking that that sounds like something you could do, you know, just give it a try. I'm sure Daniel, you're probably open to people reaching out to you, asking questions, uh, whatever. So the next thing I want to I want to ask you about um, is is college. Um, from my understanding, you went to college and got a bachelor's degree in finance. Is that correct? Yes, I did. Okay. Okay. And why I'm interested in this is because you know I'm a I'm a high school. Well, I guess I just graduated high school. I'm going into college next fall, and for basically the last year, I've been almost primarily or almost completely focused on um, just this college process, you know, researching all these colleges and sort of figuring out if I wanted to go to college or not. Cause there was a time when I um, was considering um, one, taking a gap year and two, not going to college at all. Uh, and I think there's a lot of benefits that um, you can, you can bring to your life if you decide not to go down the traditional college route. Um, so what's your opinion on that? Yeah, man. It is the million dollar question. And it is a question that everybody needs to seriously, seriously consider uh, as early as, you know, freshman year of high school, sophomore year, 
just really deciding what you want to do. Um, now, a lot of people early in high school have no idea. And, and to be honest with you, I didn't know. I knew I wanted to do business, entrepreneurial, but I didn't know exactly what that was. But the quicker that you can figure out what that is you want to do, the easier that question is going to be to answer. Uh, so obviously, if you want to be a doctor, if you want to be a lawyer, if you want to be a profession, um, you know, a scientist um, doing, doing kind of high-level research, some of those industries automatically require college because you need your four-year degree to go on to grad school. So some of that is just you know, a no-brainer. Yes, college is, is probably the route for you if that is, in fact, what you want to do. However, for a lot of other people that are just considering it and are just going to go or going because their friends are going, I think that is where a lot of people make a lot of mistakes especially if they're taking on debt. If they don't know what they want to do and they're still going to college just because of the thing to do, I would absolutely not, do not go. Take a gap year, take two years, go to a trade school, go to a two-year institute, do something where you can just figure that out. I mean, even if that's a road trip you know, to the Western United States to go to national parks and figure that out, that is going to be a lot cheaper than uh, taking out you know, $20,000 a year in loans to figure that out. So that's, that's kind of where I would start is to really ask yourself what you want to do. Purely from the the financial standpoint, let's talk about that for a minute. I mean, we were talking yeah. about um, the debt that you could potentially take on, but something that I was kind of considering was I had a pretty sizable amount saved up for college. Um, and I was thinking, you know, if I took this money and instead either invested it in stocks or real estate, I could potentially... Um, have that money compound and grow into a much larger amount than any um, job I could get um, after I graduated college could ever provide. Yeah. Um, especially when you consider that for me, my like end goal is to be like a full-time business owner. You know, I, I have the intention mm-hmm. of getting a traditional job after college for a few years, but only really to reach that stage of financial independence. And once I'm there, then my goal is to own my own business. So for me, the consideration was if my ultimate goal is to own my own business, you don't need a college degree for that. Sure. You can learn some valuable things in college, um, but ultimately you don't need a degree to be your own boss. Um, and so my my thought process was, what if I took that money, invested it instead, um, and sort of had the compounding interest make up for the difference that I would potentially miss out on for not going to college? Um, did you ever think the same things? Do you agree with that thought process? Yeah, you, you nailed it on the head there, Jacob. It is opportunity cost. Uh, and the average student coming out of college right now has thirty to $40,000 in debt. Uh, and I know a ton of kids uh, that went to the same institution I did coming out with over a hundred thousand dollars in debt. That, that is tough. That is so tough to get uh, out from under. And, and if you just think about it, just, just do the math, you come out with a hundred thousand dollars in debt and you're only making 30 or $40,000. Well, you take out taxes, you take out living expense, insurance, transportation, food, all of your expenses, that is going to take absolutely forever to pay back. Uh, so it's just, it's, it's mind blowing. So yeah, total opportunity costs. Um, and, and you hit it on the head, uh, when you said that you, you're, you're going to college and then, you know, planning on getting a job for a couple of years, getting to that financial independence stage and then jumping to owning your own business. And that's actually the route that I'm on. And I think if you're going to go to college, that's the route 
that it, that you should take. Um, if you're going to you know spend the money, get your four year degree, you might as well come out uh, you know making good money uh, with a good job because that's a good return on your investment. If you come out of school with twenty thousand dollars of debt and you're making eighty thousand a year, okay, you know we can talk. That makes sense. Um, so as as long as those numbers work. Uh, and as long as you can understand those numbers on the front end, I think that is the real key. Sure, sure. So last question for you on this topic. Do you regret your college decision in any way or are you pretty happy with where it got you? That's tough. Um, no, I, I'm happy uh, with the decision that I made because looking back, you can just see how it opened up doors. So like you mentioned in the intro, I do work for Walmart corporate and finance and have for the past two years. And I have learned absolute ton being in this role. Um, and I've actually been able to experience a few different roles, both on the Walmart and the same side, uh, being the financial support for divisions that, you know, those are grossing over a billion dollars. So, you, you know, so big, big numbers. And there's a lot of value to that. You know, you can learn a lot. Uh, and I think I've heard other people say it on your show, Jacob, but you might as well be paid to learn. So, and if you're going to learn, if you're going to invest two, three years of your life out in the working world, you might as well pay, you know, what to do that. If you can make 50, 60, 70 K coming out in W2, that's going to look really good to the bank. That'll allow you to get into that first house hack, which will then allow you to get into your first commercial multifamily. And man, two, three, four years down the line, you're financially independent. You had a really good experience in college. You had a good job and now you are set to own your own business. So mm -hmm. Uh, there's a lot of value to both, but, um, I, I am happy with, with how it turned out for me. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, it, it sure seems like it's working out, um, perfectly fine for you. So, um, if you kind of are considering whether or not to go to college, maybe just consider what, uh, what Daniel just said there. And I think really you can't make a wrong decision. Um, whichever way you decide to go, you're, you're ultimately going to end up, um, in the place you want to be. So, just keep that in mind. I do want to talk a little bit more about this um, job you have at Walmart. That was actually super interesting for me to hear when I first uh, met you. Um, so from my understanding, you live in Arkansas, right? Yes. Yep. Okay. And then is the Walmart headquarters in Arkansas? Is that right? It is. Yeah. Are you working at the, the headquarters? Menville, Northwest Arkansas. We are. So we're actually still working from home. Uh, okay. So this is my home office slash YouTube studio, but, uh, yeah, we're, uh, working from the home office. Okay, cool. So, so how exactly did you get offered that position? Like, I, I assume that was pretty much right after you graduated, you got offered this job to work at. I mean, I, I don't know if it's the biggest, but it's one of the biggest companies in the world, um, in their headquarters. Um, and what's your role, like a financial analyst? Is that what I read? Yep. I uh, started as a financial analyst. And now I'm a financial manager. Okay. So, so how did that opportunity um, get started? Yeah, that's a great question. And that comes back to, again, the college discussion. And something I would also tell to your audience is if you do decide to go to college, get super involved and, and get involved in the really meaningful groups and organizations. So if you're a business major and you want to become an entrepreneur and work at a big Fortune 500 you know, maybe it makes more sense to be involved in the investment club or the entre entrepreneurial club as opposed to, you know, the Frisbee golf club or something like that. Mm -hmm. Just make sure you're spending your time, investing your time where it will be fruitful. So that's a similar story for me. I was involved in an organization called Anaxis. Uh, it's a, an, a sustainability entrepreneurial organization that helps, helps individuals around the world 
um, with needs. So it's a business-minded, but it's also a kind of a compassionate organization. So that was an organization I was able to be involved with, but I was able to start as a freshman and I was just on a project team and got to learn the landscape. And then I was able to move up, uh, manage the club's finances. And then eventually my senior year, I was able to become the executive director. And uh, we had about a hundred members in the club at the time. So we competed at the national level and in Kansas city, we did really well and finished in the top 10. Uh, And so that's what ultimately gave me visibility to Walmart who was sponsoring the event and had a booth there. But um, I, I would just say, man, really get involved uh, in those organizations. Uh, a great way and something that I did was take a bunch of seniors out, like first week of college, like that first semester, first week, take some junior seniors out to lunch that are in the business department and ask them, hey, like, what are the really good classes? Like, what should I make sure and take? Uh, what are the organizations that are going to help me? Uh, what are the, who are the professors that are going to be able to help provide me internships? A lot of those questions right off the bat can really kind of set the trajectory uh, of your college experience, but uh, getting involved is absolutely huge. Yeah, that's great advice. Yeah. Uh, last thing I want to ask you about in this episode was you recently, I think this was last week, right? You just ran a, uh, not only a marathon, but a little bit further than that, you went 30 miles. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I ran 30 miles, so almost a 50K, so technically an ultra marathon. And I'm not a crazy runner. Like, I'm not somebody that's just going to, you know, run all day, every day just for fun. Um, I do enjoy it. But the reason I did it was to build mental toughness. So I didn't mention it earlier, and I don't think I said it to you, Jacob, but I played football in college for three years and I was tested a lot mentally there. Uh, I was able to grow a lot, uh, but I hadn't had had that experience since. So I wanted to recreate that. And and I knew one way I could do that was running a marathon. I had never run one. The most I'd run was about 14 miles. But uh, it's one of those deals after you hit the 15, 16, 17 mile mark, it's just all mental. It's just, you know, are you going to continue to tell yourself, hey, one foot in front of the other, one foot in front of the other. So uh, we did it. I did it in five hours and 10 minutes. <laughs> I'm still extremely sore, but Man, and my my biggest takeaway on that is now anything that I do, it it seems easy compared to that. So, in fact, on my on my journey running from the Fayetteville to the Bentonville Square, I passed the Sam's Club home office where I currently work, and I was just thinking, man, all the activities that I do in there, all my tasks, you know, anything I do in there is going to be easier than run thirty miles in the ninety degree heat. So it's just something you can do. some people might call it a mind trick. Other people might, you know, just call it mental toughness, but it really just puts things in, things in perspective and helps you push through when things get hard. Yeah, for sure. I love that. I'm currently training for a marathon myself. So I'm super excited to have that same sense of accomplishment and some of those similar takeaways, but Daniel, thank you so much for uh, coming on here today. Do you have um, any way that our audience could get in touch with you, learn more about you or kind of follow what you're doing? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Jake, I'm more than happy to reach out to anybody that reaches out to me. Uh, I can give you a couple of different methods. Uh, my email is danielrphilpot at gmail.com. Um, I also have a YouTube channel. Uh, I launched that about two months ago, uh, talking about everything personal finance and strengthening your financial position, especially as a young person. Uh, and that is just Daniel Philpot on YouTube. And uh, you're welcome to follow me on Instagram as well, Daniel R. Philpot. 
And uh, yeah, feel free to reach out. Any questions, whether that be lawn business, college, uh, you know, working for a large corporation as a W-2 employee or anything entrepreneurial or real estate, happy to talk. Cool. Well, thank you very much, Daniel, for coming on. I think you provided some massive value uh, to our audience here today. So thank you very much. Yeah, Jacob, happy to. Thank you for listening to the Teen Financial Freedom Podcast. We would greatly appreciate it if you could subscribe, leave a review, and share this with someone who needs it. 